Welcome to the author commentary for Star Wars from a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back. Here we go behind the scenes with contributors to discuss the creative process behind their stories. I'm Elizabeth Schaefer, one of the editors who worked on this fabulous project. And just so you know, these conversations may contain story spoilers. Right now, we're talking with Kirsten White, author of a story called Eyes of the Empire. Before we dig into the story specifics, I wanted to note that this is your first time writing in the Star Wars universe, so welcome to the family. Uh, do you yes, have any favorite you. Star Wars memories you want to share? You know, I just feel like it was such a part of my childhood growing up. I mean, I didn't see them in theaters. I'm a little too young for that. But we had um, what was at the time groundbreaking technology called laser discs. They were like, <laughs> oh uh, my gosh, kids <laughs> out there. They were like CDs only four times as big and you'd have to like flip them halfway through the movie. Um, so we had a very limited selection, but some of the movies we had were the Star Wars movies. And so I would watch them over and over again. And I always liked, I liked the first one. I liked the second one because I liked the worm. <laughs> I always wanted to be the space worm part. And then of course I love the third one because Leia was so pretty and there were teddy bears. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, even as a child, I would just watch them over and over and over again. Um, and then when I was in junior high, they did the theatrical re-releases with like George Lucas's edits. And I remember writing in my journal at the time, like for Valentine's Day, I got to go see Star Wars on the big screen. I can't imagine a better day. And I'm like, eh, you didn't have a very good imagination, but you know, that's fair. <laughs> That'd still be a good Valentine's Day for me now. Yeah, so, sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of like, and they were just such an omnipresent part of my childhood and really kind of wrote themselves all over my storytelling DNA. So to get to contribute just like a little piece to Star Wars is it's pretty huge for me. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, for your story, you chose to create an original character who works deep within the bureaucracy of the Empire, analyzing data from probe droids. What drew you to writing an original character and why a character like Mela? So... You know, I sat down, I got the invitation to do this, and I sat down and I was watching The Empire Strikes Back. And I'd be like, oh, that character is kind of interesting. They have five seconds of screen time. And I'd look them up and they already have like a spinoff novel. <laughs> and, um, it's just because there's so much storytelling in the Star Wars universe. Um, so part of it was sheer practicality. Uh, that way I wasn't stepping on any storytelling toes. But I also just... It struck me as I was watching that scene where, you know, he's got his back to you and he's looking on the screen and he notifies him that he has something. I'm like, there's no way that a guy in the main part of one of these ships is sitting there analyzing every piece of data coming in from these probe droids. Like, they sent out 100,000 of them. They've got to have some sort of department that does that first. And I love, I love bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I want to know those people. Like, who's sitting in a room looking through 100,000 feeds to decide to, like, flag what is worth further investigation and what is just another rock out in space? So, yeah, that that kind of got the wheels turning. And once I once I had that idea, I just I thought, well, we need we need original characters who are tied to the characters that we see on screen. It's it's funny that you say that you love bureaucracy because that that makes a lot of sense for my next question here. I I love uh, her coworkers and kind of the office atmosphere that you've created with all of her friends. And I I think people who read the story, if they've ever worked a data entry job, they will be very familiar with this uh, environment. Could you talk a little bit about why you created an imperial office that is kind of mundane uh, for one, yeah, want yeah. of a better word? Yeah. Well, I mean. It's 
it's not very cinematic, is it? Um, and so, you know, what we see on screen, we see the big ships and we see the, like, the officers and the battles and the people who are actually, like, making the decisions and fighting the wars. But in order to run something like the Empire, you need a huge workforce, right? And I love the sheer banality of evil. And, like, uh, for, for a force like the Empire, you'd have to have so, so, so many people doing so many behind-the-scenes things in order for... The big weapons of mass destruction to to function right in order to keep this iron grip on the galaxy and that's really interesting to me as a person because it has so many parallels in real life where um maybe you aren't doing something evil yourself but don't we all have those times where we realize this organization we were a part of or these people that we associated with or whatever are supporting systems of oppression mm -hmm. and and so that to me as a storyteller is always something worth looking into is these ordinary people doing ordinary things not thinking about or even sometimes thinking about the consequences but able to excuse the, excuse their actions because either they believe in the overall thing what they're doing or they just really haven't thought about it um, and so your story ends, um, speaking about thinking about it, your story ends with Mela. she intercepts intelligence that points to um, Luke heading to Dagobah, but after her experiences of seeing kind of the consequences of her actions, of um, seeing the, the warfare on Hoth firsthand for the first time, she decides to delete that data. And I'm so curious, that's where the story ends. And I just want to know, like, what do you think happens to her after the end of the story? Did, did she get in trouble for that? Did she join the <laughs> rebellion and something else? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as I was putting together, as you said, this sort of like data entry office space, I thought, okay, who would be there? You know, the newbies who joined because the Empire is the only government they've ever known and it's a way to get off their home planets. Um, the sort of washed up older people who haven't advanced in the Empire or don't really want to get stuck there. And then the really ambitious younger ones who are, who are viciously trying to figure out ways to climb. And so I have those all sort of represented. And Mela obviously is sort of the wide-eyed, I want to get off the planet I'm on. The Empire is the government to her, so she doesn't see anything inherently evil in it. Um, and then you've got Asia, who is who is kind of the older guy. And you can kind of tell in some of his tones, he knows what's going on. But mm -hmm. he's been a part of it for so long, um, he doesn't really know how to get out. And so in my mind, he's the one who catches her. He figures it out. And he helps kind of get her out safely. Mm -hmm. um, and then as to whether she uses her know-how with, you know, and her connections within um droid building and everything to go on and help the rebellion i would hope so <laughs> definitely her friend lauren would so i i see the two i see asia getting the two of them out and the two of them embarking on ways that they can use that insider info to help the rebellion um but Durjo harch if you caught the last name he actually goes on to use that connection to run um the the droid manufacturing planet oh that's that's phenomenal. I want to read all of those stories too. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for your time, Kristen. And uh, thanks to the folks out there for listening. You can read Eyes of the Empire and all the other stories in From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back, available now from all your favorite booksellers in print, ebook, and audio download.